Welcome back to the program. A couple of big tech stories developing worldwide that we need to talk about. Let's begin with the big one that has a real impact on Canada, and that is Canadian, British, and U.S. security services say hackers they believe are working for Russian intelligence have been trying to steal research on COVID-19 vaccines from organizations in all three countries around the world. Canada's Communications Security Establishment, or CSE, has now urged Canadian health organizations to quickly review a technical advisory that's been sent out on this particular threat and try and take any necessary actions to protect, protect their information and prevent an attack. Now, the CSE identifies something known as APT29, also known as the Dukes or Cozy Bear, that is the group responsible for these attacks, and almost certainly that organization operates as part of the Russian intelligence services, and that group, APT-29, was reportedly the one that compromised the DNC's uh, committee last year, the Democratic National Committee, in 2015. So Russian hackers who have attacked the United States and their electoral system now looks like they're trying to get information on a vaccine from us. The other big story is Twitter. On Wednesday, a spike of high-profile accounts, including those of Joe Biden, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Barack Obama, Uber, Apple, all tweeted out cryptocurrency scams in an apparent hack. Now, the hack duped people into sending at least $120,000 worth of Bitcoin to an anonymous online wallet, and more than half of that has already been spirited off to other accounts, according to Bloomberg News. Twitter has tweeted out, quote, We detected what we believe to be a coordinated social engineering attack by people who successfully targeted some of our employees with access to internal systems and tools, which is a fancy way of saying... This is an inside job. What do both things mean for cybersecurity? Not only for things like developing a vaccine, but also the safety of something like Twitter, which is a pretty big deal. Even if you're not on it, there are some high-profile people who are and use it as a way to disseminate information. So what does that mean for Twitter? What does it mean for our information? And what does it mean for hackers? Chandra Majumdar is the Cyber Threat Management Leader for Erston Young Canada and joins me on the line. Welcome. Hi, Alan. Thank you for having me. Let's begin with the first case here, the CSE, saying that there are Russian hackers trying to steal information about vaccines. Give me a sense of how, how hard or how easy something like that would be to achieve for these hackers. Uh Great question. The, we have been tracking APT29 for about five years uh, now, and we, we, we we're quite familiar with the tactics, techniques they use to break into organizations. Uh, talking specifically about the NCSC and the CSE article that was published uh, in the last 24 hours, what we know is that this group is exploiting known vulnerabilities in uh, systems like Citrix, Pulse Secure, Fortigate, uh, Zimbra. And these are exploits that have been published at 
at least in the you know six months or more time frame. Uh, majority of these exploits that are being uh, exploited or these vulnerabilities that are being exploited uh, has been published in 2019, and they're going after organizations in the healthcare sector exploiting this vulnerability and deploying uh, two very custom malware. One is called WellMess, and the other one is called WellMail. Uh, and they, JP, sorry, the Japanese uh, cybersecurity response team, they did a very deep dive and investigated the, 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 the these two pieces of malware. And what they realized is that the malware is net new. They were created using new technology. Uh, one of them is, is .NET programming language, and this is the malware that impacts Windows systems. They also have uh, a piece of malware written in a, a language called Golang, which is used on Linux systems. So they're exploiting both Windows and Linux systems by running vulnerability scans across the globe and once they identify vulnerable systems, they're picking systems that belong to healthcare research and development organizations. And they're exploiting it, and they're deploying this malware using the exploit. And they, this allows them to spy on these systems, essentially. So they see what data is flowing through this. They can monitor what the users are doing, what they're working on. Um, and, and that includes your emails, your browsing history, any documents you're saving on these systems. Uh, it's a remote access trojan. Uh, that's the term we use for systems that gives you the ability to spy on systems remotely. What you're saying is that uh, we shouldn't really be surprised that this is happening, that we have had this flagged in the past. Uh, how, how vulnerable are Canadian medical institutions to this kind of malware? The challenge medical institutions have is that they, they're working with limited funding and they focus all their funding on actually finding a cure, finding uh, a solution to, you know, human health issues. And cyber is often ignored uh, or gets put on the back, back bench because they just don't have the cycles to deal with it when they're trying to deal with other bigger issues. And this is what's being exploited today. And this is how they're getting in. Um, I, I don't want to give any current numbers, but we looked into the Canadian organizations uh, a couple months ago, and what we realized is that there were about 6,000 uh, systems that, that can be exploited. Now, we have a partnership with uh, CCCS, uh, which is the cyber arm of CSE, and we have been working very closely with them to make sure our clients are protected uh, or if we find any threat intelligence about friendly organizations, uh, Canadian organizations that are impacted, we are sending them that data over. Uh, but, but, you know, the, the, that, like that number, the 6,000, which was two months ago, has definitely shrunk uh, since then. Uh, but there's still quite a few organizations out there that are using dated technology that has not been patched for these vulnerabilities. Let's move to the Twitter incident and what appears to be a compromise of some employees or somebody on the inside that had access to these tools. What do you take away from the Twitter incident? So this news broke yesterday, and since then my team has been working around the clock to figure out what exactly happened. And uh, Vice or Motherboard, they 
published a really well-written article today talking about what exactly happened because they actually got in touch with the attackers that caused this. And what we know is that Twitter employees were bribed and there was a mass coordinated social engineering attack and the and they posted this fake Bitcoin scam and they enticed people by saying, if you send us X, we will send you, you know, 2X or 5X more. Uh, and we know that 379 people fell victim to this and approximately 13 Bitcoins, which is around, you know, $13,000 Canadian, uh, is what was transferred over to the attackers. Uh, but this is, this is, like th- this one is interesting to understand for multiple reasons. The first one is this is not just about the social engineering aspect of it, because there was insider threat. There was somebody, there, there was an employee or a group of employees that that were bribed, and they facilitated the attackers. Simple social engineering would not have um, allowed them to do this. Uh, so one, also it is important. Sorry, go so, ahead. Yeah, so one is a sophisticated attack. The other is as old as time immemorial. You bribe somebody on the inside. That's right. And, you know, there are several people uh, looking into this now, and I'm sure Twitter is is putting all their attention into this right now. Um, it, It boils down to who has access to do what, and is that access really what they require? And for whatever reason, the, this user, this insider had access or had the ability to send out tweets as Bill Gates, as Barack Obama, you know, as Joe Biden. And this is what was exploited, this extra access that they had. This is what the social engineers used, worked with this insider, malicious insider, and use them to send out the tweets. All these accounts had multi-factor authentication enabled and, and they were secured the proper way. Uh, and the accounts themselves were not compromised. It was really the, the access that this Twitter user employee had uh, that was exploited. Chandra Majumdar is the Cyber Threat Management Leader for Erson Youngs Canada. Thank you so much for giving us, us some perspective and some information on all of this. Thanks again. Oh, thank you for having me. Bye now. All right, so if there's a takeaway from all of that, try not to be a malicious insider. You just just try. If you